Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every week. Except this week, we're not doing that, are we, Ben? We're doing something else. I'm Bob. And I, I'm Ben. We're watching a, a specifically selected movie. This isn't random. I already know what the movie is. The audience doesn't, of course, because we talked yeah. about it. But this week, we're not watching a board movie. It's Martin Luther King Jr. Day on the day that this is coming out. I'm pretty sure it's Monday. Probably. So we decided, you know, this is the year of us watching holiday movies. And I don't know if there are any actually <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. Day relevant horror movies. I mean, I'm sure. Like that are set on that day or like revolve around that day. They're, if they are, they might not be okay to show on this show. Yeah, that's fair. I hadn't yeah. even thought about that. So instead of trying to, instead of making Ben slog through trying to find a movie like that because i'm sure you could find something but i doubt it would be oh he's laughing now what's what nothing what no oh come on no will you at least tell me after the show no (laughs) huh i don't know what that is no no i don't know what that is well this isn't funny you ruined it well i don't know what it is i know you've ruined it mostly because i couldn't understand what you were saying but it's fine no this is getting cut out anyways no it's gone on too long no i wasn't gonna cut it i was gonna leave it in because it was funny oh i don't even i don't know what that is yeah i have no idea is that is that a bad movie is that a problematic movie that's the better question well uh let's see if i can find a, a picture from it Oh, is it? Guess who the heroes of this film are? Oh, that's not. Never mind. <laughs> oh, oh, that's why it's called that. That makes sense. That's a <laughs> good lord. Okay. Well, anyway, we're not gonna watch whatever the fuck that movie is on this podcast because it's. I don't think it's horror. So you know, there's also that. Mm-hmm. But what are we watching instead, Ben? We're watching no movie today. Oh, nope. So we're not we're, gonna do it. Not gonna watch anything. We're not watching any movies. Nope. We're not. No, no movies today. Nope. Why not? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I went to laugh and it hurt. If okay, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this. If I say I hurt during the podcast, it's true. I really fucked up my back at work. And when I laugh, it really hurts. And Ben's making me laugh, so I'm in pain. So Ben, can you stop with the bit and tell people what we're watching? Nope. <laughs> you fucking We're watching Nope, and this motherfucker <laughs> won't stop just saying nope over and over. Do you wanna explain why we're watching Nope, or do you just wanna keep looking at whatever the fuck it is you're looking at on your phone? I'm looking at the nope notes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were still looking at the other thing we were just looking at. And I was no, like, Ben's really staring. what you're talking about. Oh, I was thinking Ben's just staring really thoughtfully into that picture. All right. So we're watching nope today because we decided to choose like films that are, you know, kind of important in the history of at least horror for, you know, black filmmakers and stuff like that. So, you know, nope is a pretty big film by Jordan Peele. Who's a pretty big uh, black director. Yeah. He's also pretty a famous. comedian for a while. You might yeah. know him from Key and Peele. Key and Peele. I love some of their other some of their stuff on YouTube, dude. Some of it is like their early stuff is so funny. But uh yeah, you want the you want the description? Yeah, I so I've a I've very uh what's the word diligently avoided spoilers for this movie. Every time I'm on Twitter, if someone's like, nope, spoilers, I run. He sees something and he's like, nope. I go, nope. And I just, I run away from it because this is a movie that I've wanted to see since it came out. Yeah, that's also the other reason we chose it is because we knew Bob would get it spoiled at some point. So you're like, might as well watch it now because Bob, what do you know about this film? Nothing. I literally, I I think I've seen part of the trailer. I know uh, Steven, I don't know how to say this, Steven Yeun, you you know what I'm talking about? He's in this movie. Yeah. Steven Yoon? I don't know if it's, that's not how to say his name. But I know that he's in this. I've seen like a picture of him in this, and then in the background was a UFO. That's all I know. I've seen the UFO and that he's in this movie. That's it. Those, oh. are, those are the only things I know. You ready? Yeah. So the description. The residents of a small California community bear witness to a chilling discovery. God. Every Any time you hit me with one that's like super generic like this. 
That's my it's job. It's a good one. It's a, well, yeah. The length, two hours and ten minutes long. Oh, it's a long fucking movie. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of slog. Not in a bad way. It's just it's just real long. I didn't realize it was gonna be long. I didn't expect that. That was surprising, to be yeah. honest. Rated R. Thank God. Not PG thirteen. Your favorite. All right. Review scores. IMDb six point nine out of ten. It's pretty good. Tomato meter eighty three percent. That's really good, actually. Audience score sixty nine percent. Oh, interesting. So the IMDb and the audience score are the same. Hmm. All right. All right. So awards. It's it has. already won awards. How long has the movie been out? Twenty twenty two. Not that long. Yeah. It came out at the end of last year. So the current ones at the time of me writing this, it had nine wins and 69 nominations. Holy shit. It had a Saturn Award for Best Science Fiction Film, an AFI Award for Movie of the Year, an HCA Award for Most Anticipated Film, an IFJA Award to Hoyt Van Hoytema for Best Cinematography, an NYFCC Award to Kiki Palmer for Best Supporting Actress, a NYFCO Award to Hoyt Van Hoytema for Best Cinematography. Okay. A OAFCC Award to Hoyt Van Hoytema for Best Cinematography. God damn. A PCC Award to Kiki Palmer for Best Supporting Actress. And an SLFCA Award for Best Horror Film. They, this movie got a lot of like awards for its cinematography. Yeah, all the Hoyt Van Hoytema. <laughs> I think the name is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Hoyt Van Hoytema. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's Hoyt, H-O-Y-T-E, and then Van, V-A-N, and then Hoytema, H-O-Y-T-E-M-A. All right. All right. So, noteworthy people in this. Daniel Kaluuya as O.J. Haywood. Uh, you won't recognize him as Chris Washington in Get Out. Yeah, I haven't seen Get Out. I know. I've I've heard very good things about that, though. Kiki Palmer as Emerald Haywood. I know the name, but I'd she plays Alice and Alice. Uh, that that was a recent film. I haven't seen that either. She's in. She was on the Disney I know the Channel name. for a while. I know the name. I just don't I, like. I think that recognize was the Disney her. Channel. Maybe I don't know. Steven Yoon as Ricky Jupe Park. Nice. Uh, he was Jacob in Minari and Mark Grayson from Invincible. Yeah, he voices uh, the main character in Invincible. That's that and The Walking Dead. Those things I know him from. Brandon Perea as Angel Torres. He's Alfonso French Sosa from the OA. No idea. Michael Wincott as Antlers Holst. He's Rene Ricard and Bezquet. I think that's how you pronounce that. Mm. Ren Schmidt as Amber Park. She's Margot Madison from For All Mankind. And then finally, Keith David as Otis Haywood Jr. Otis. Otis Haywood Jr. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Otis Haywood Sr. Oh my God. We you, got there eventually. I didn't realize that the. Second one was a mess up. He's he's fucking childs in the thing. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Writer director Jordan Peele. So Get Out and Us. Other things he wrote direct. I was about to say, isn't there one more? But I can't think of it. Get Out Us, and then I thought there was one more. Mm-hmm. We talk about it a good amount on this show. It involves a man and candy. Oh, Candy Man. Yeah. There it is. Budget sixty-eight million estimated. Holy fuck. Box office one hundred and seventy-one point three million. Jesus Christ. Country of origin, United States. Uh, it's also known as. I'm just gonna give you the translation here because I don't know how to say this in Portuguese. Oh no. No, don't look. Oh okay. Uh, so for taglines, you know, I couldn't see any on covers. Oh, they didn't. Did I they mean, not put any like out on the, the tagline section? Had tag no taglines lines either. Oh, really? I don't think so. Does it just not have one? I don't think so. There is so on the f- front cover of like most of the art. Yeah. There is the sentence "A new terror from the mind of Academy Award winner Jordan Peele." Yeah. Not necessarily a tagline, really but a tag it's line. close enough. 
I mean, honestly, the tagline probably would just be "Nope." Like, yeah, the that's, name of the movie. That's the name of the movie. It's yeah, right there. like I don't know. That's that's all they want to say. <clears throat> I think the only fun fact I have, because it was kind of hard to get stuff and not spoil stuff. Sure. The clip Emerald claims features her and OJ's ancestor is a real 1878 animated series of photographs, one of the first moving images ever, which is known as the Sally Garter at Gallup from 1878. Uh, after the horse seen in the pictures, the jockeys were listed as C. Marvin and G. Dom, uh, with neither of their identities known to this day. So, oh, that's really cool. That'll make sense later. It's a really famous little clip. Yeah, I just... Huh, that, that is cool. That's all I got. Um, We're going we're gonna to go watch it. You are... <laughs> Dude, I'm tired. I was out drinking yesterday. I know. I could tell. I was gonna ask you how you, how your night was because I knew you were drinking last night. It's fine. I don't get hangovers. I'm just tired. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna go watch. Nope. We'll be back in a second. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, we're back from Nope. We're a little bit more energized now. Bob's still in pain. But I'm still in pain. We're here. Yeah. Um, Unrelated. Oh, so, what do you think? Without doing your spoilers, you know, mm, what do you think? I mean, movie? I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think it was scary enough? I did. I wasn't scary. Really? Well- Because you started freaking out, I think, five minutes after a clip of you going- this isn't scary. Yes, but I was freaking out at something that was not what I thought it was. But still a part of the movie. Still a part of the movie. Now, if that had been what the movie was, I would have shit a brick. But it was not. And actually, I think I think what it ended up being was way cooler. Oh, yeah. It's a cool movie. It's cool. Did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was really cool. You you didn't seem to get any of the, the subtext. I mean, I got some of it, but it was like... <laughs> I'm just... I made a joke at one point, and... I was like, Bob, do you get that? He was like, yeah. And I was like, do you really? It's this thing. And he was like, oh, well, I didn't get that part. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that part, but it yeah. was whatever. So thumbs up, <sighs> thumbs down. Yeah, no, I, I will preface this with, I didn't think it was a very scary movie. There are some parts that kind of got me, and but not scary. I think it's honestly just like a really fun, cool movie. It's more science fiction. Yeah, more sci-fi than horror. Horror. But I think it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, if I would say if I if I did not know what this movie was about at all and had gone in completely blind, it'd probably be a lot scarier. Also, I'm gonna be honest, this uh movie's a lot more unsettling in theaters. Yeah, I feel cuz a big part of this movie is sound effects and yeah. the sounds that you get and I feel like in a theater it would have been way fucking wilder. Oh yeah. Because it would have been more well, immersed in into it, I guess. Yeah, the sa- so the big thing with this movie's sound, I'm gonna talk yeah. about that in a little bit. But yeah, if you can go somewhere and listen to it with really good sound. Yeah. It's helpful. Uh, you got anything else to say, I guess, before we go into the spoilers? We talked about it during the movie, but I really enjoyed the the relationship between OJ and his sister. Yeah, I think it's... I think all the main characters do a good job portraying their characters. Oh, they for sure. Well written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their relationship is so on brand with how I... How I <laughs> and with my sisters and then throughout the movie i was like oh yeah that's very similar to how i'm message like and then i said we have very different relations with our sisters it's just fair. because like you were like you were like i don't know you just seemed what's what i'm looking for i'm trying to think of how to phrase this i feel like i could tell that you don't act like oj does towards his sister towards your sister so it's what bob's trying to get at i i told him during the movie that emerald uh, which is kiki's character yeah i think she's very well acted and i think she's funny i like however her. She annoys me. 
Mm-hmm. And that that I think part of that is I empathize with OJ's character, and he's very serious and just like I got responsibilities to take care of. Yeah, and well, they care for each other, and like when it comes down to it, she's a decent sister. Yeah, she's also very I don't want to use the word irresponsible, but she kind of is all over the place with her responsibilities. Yeah, and is trying to like prevent him from doing his in a way that I find irritating. <laughs> That's fair, but um, I just it's not her character; it's the behavior, I guess. Yeah, I just think it's really interesting thing that I I connected a lot with their relationship because that's the way I'm with my sisters and I could tell that you did not and I just think that's a very we- a very interesting dichotomy when it comes because most of the time when we watch shows like this or shows movies like this we get a similar experience out of it usually I guess and this time it was different for that reason and I thought that was just an interesting well you point. know Bob everyone has a different home life so you know you get different things I mean, I guess, yeah, but I just thought it was interesting. That's all. That's all I want to talk about before we get to the spoilery all stuff. All right, so spoiler time? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. So the way to break down this movie, first of all, the movie's divided into parts. Yeah, which each, I thought was interesting. Each part's labeled. Uh, the first one's just nope, nope. and that's kind of like the cold open part, and then everything after that is named after the animal that mm-hmm. section's focused on yep. because there's animal stories kind of as a central theme to this. Yeah. Um, which... <sighs> Which, you know, big spoiler, the UFO in this movie isn't like a flying saucer in yeah. the sense of a ship. It's a flying saucer as in an animal. Giant uh, ass animal. Jean Jacket after a horse that they used to have on yeah. the ranch where this is set. But what did you think about that twist? That it's not Well, like, I called it. I called it like- You called it after the film revealed it, Bob. <laughs> you did. So during the film, OJ goes, I don't think it's a ship. And then it cuts, and then it does the Gordy thing. And right after it did the Gordy thing, you went, hmm, I don't know if I think it's an animal. <laughs> I'd been thinking that the entire movie. Oh. Well, like, you, you didn't call it until I didn't, after he said it. Well, yeah. But that's why I brought up sound, is because sound is so important in this movie. Because you, if you pay attention to what you're hearing, you pick up that it is definitely not a ship. How so? You can hear it, like, grunting and gurgling and, like... And all the noises that the sh- that the ship makes are very... They don't sound mechanical. Yeah, but it only starts doing that till later in the movie. It does it a lot at the beginning, too, which I picked up on, which is... I mean, I was... And also, like, it only seems to be sucking up things that are, like, organic. Yeah, but so do UFOs and UFO stories. Sure, but I just... It's eating horses. UFOs usually get cows. It's true. I was more asking, what do you think about the twist? Because I like it. I think it's cool. The establishment is in that world, all UFO stories are about these things. Yeah, which is interesting. More of them. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Because it's just an animal that lives on Earth. Yeah. The big cloud predator. Ah, I don't like that. Um, No, I liked it. I... If this had just been a, a classic UFO story, it would have been fine. Yeah. Like, it would have been whatever. I think making it a creature allowed them to play with a solution more, I guess. Because, like, if it's a UFO, what do you do? You shoot it with a rocket or something. You know what I mean? Like, you just try and blow it up. And that doesn't work. And it never works. UFO. The fact that it's an animal means that, it, first of all, it's stupid. Not stupid. It's less intelligent than a human. I, I Well, that's not necessarily true. Well, I when it's an animal, you get into the interesting ideas of it doesn't think like a person that's more like what yeah. i was getting at yeah it 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 acts on animal instincts right it's not like it doesn't have like a well thought out it just has an alien mindset yeah which i think is was cool it allowed them to what's looking for mess around with the idea of leading it around and using certain things because it's it was almost a sciencey take i guess on Kinda. like oh it's not sciencey like zoo zoologist animal like behavioralism 
Well, like an animal trainer. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that was the point. Yeah, yeah, it's um, cool. I think one thing to mention before we start to get really into it is the sound in this movie. Yeah, it's very well done. Did you understand why I said turn off the subtitles? No, actually. Okay. Well, first of all, we did not have the movie up as loud as it should be. But early on in the film, there is points in time before the spaceship is revealed, mm-hmm. and the only sounds we hear from it are the screaming. Yeah. Which, when you watch the movie, it says shrieking mm-hmm. when you look at the TV. Yeah. However, the sound is specifically designed so that if you don't know what it is, it sounds like the wind. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. So, like, there was a point where the movie's set up so you're not supposed to know the spaceship's there, but the captions go shrieking. Interesting. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Because it, it doesn't start... I know you said it grumbles early. It doesn't really start grumbling until after Ghost dies. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, before that, it's all... Ghost is the first time you hear the shrieking really loudly. But even mm-hmm. before that, like when Otis gets hit, Otis Sr. Yeah. With the uh, shrapnel, you can hear it whistling. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, sound design's done really well in this. It's, it's crazy. Like, and, genuinely. It's really, really cool. You know, I, I've, I've looked in some into some of the sound design on this film because they do such good, like, horror with sound... They do. The best way to describe that, besides the fact that, you know, the creature makes a bunch of noises. Yeah. Give it away that it's a creature. Yeah. The big one is the popping. I don't know if you could tell. I don't know. I didn't get what that was. So this creature is very specifically, this is my take, is very specifically based on ocean creatures. Mm -hmm. Uh, For instance, the first time we really get a good look at it moving, Mm -hmm. we see it swoop and disappear over this hill. Yeah. Right I believe right before that or right after that, we see Antlers, the photography guy, looking at footage of predators hunting. Yeah. And very specifically, we see an octopus do that same thing where it kind of slides over mm. like a reef and they grab yeah, a Yeah, I saw him watching, like, um, I guess he films documentaries and stuff, like animal documentaries. He's just an old school filmmaker. Yeah. But he's looking for nature shots because he wants to do, like, the perfect shot, which we'll get to eventually but yeah so it's that movement that's very organic mm-hmm. um that looks like something swimming yeah and i mean it definitely looks like that later too that insert of the octopus to me felt very thematically relevant because yeah what we see later is the creature can kind of flare out its shape yeah very much like an octopus can switch its shape but to me it looks very reminiscent of um some type of like jellyfish or something yeah that would be yeah uh, because when it flares out like that it's it's doing the equivalent of like puffing out when it's in danger. Oh yeah. So to be honest, it kind of looks like a lionfish. Have you ever seen one of those? Those things are super deadly. They're super deadly, but most of the time they're kind of streamlined. And then when they're kind of pissed off or they're scared or they're threatening territory, they'll spread out like that. Yeah. And get all big, uh, which is what the creature was doing when it was doing the eye thing. When it pulls its eye out, yeah, that and was starts fucking weird. Probing it. That's like a uh, like echolocation. No, I think that's like a predatory response. Like when you're so when animals uh, tend to get like scared or pissed off, they'll puff up. Yeah. And sometimes some animals will have something like flashy, kind of near oh, their face that to they can try flash, and scare, okay. to kind of scare away or threaten or intimidate. It makes sense. Um, and so it was doing that with the the balloon at the end of the movie. Yeah. Or it was doing that with OJ because it understands that OJ's like kind of an equal threat. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's based on marine life and the popping. If I had to guess, is like echolocation or something. That makes sense. You know what the popping reminded me of, and I we're not echolocation, but like that's how it's yeah, yeah making yeah. noise. The popping every single time the balloon, every single time it popped reminded me of the balloons popping during the Gordy bits. Mm. It's Very reminiscent. reminiscent. That's I think that was kind of the purpose. But well, I think the balloons are in the Gordy bit are reminiscent of the ending of the movie too. Yes, that too. All right, so that's what the creature kind of sea life, right? Yeah. But we were talking sound. 
Oh, yeah. So screaming. That's probably mm-hmm. the biggest version of telling horror with sound. Like probably the best sound design because, you know, I was I was looking at some stuff and apparently for the screaming sounds they have, mm-hmm. they had people go, hey, make the sound you'd make when you're on a roller coaster. And then they were like, all right, thank you. Now scream like you're really afraid. And then they overlapped those sounds and had them play when it picks up people. Huh. Interesting. So you can really hear it listening to it once you know. Yeah. Because it sounds like sometimes like someone's afraid and sometimes like. Yeah. Like they're getting fucking yeeted around. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool. But I just thought the sound design in this movie is really well it, done. It's, it's really, really good. There's music cues. There's the music is really stuff. good. I, I've seen Us, one of Jordan Peele's other movies, also very good sound. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like his bread and butter as a director is knowing how to use it effectively. And it's very, very good. I thought the cinematography in this film was good. It was pretty. It was so pretty. I I wanted to talk about that. And I thought the creature design was I also agree with that. Um, But like sound's one of those things where I thought it did better. It's just harder to recognize because it's subtle. It is. I mean, I, I think that when we look at other movies that do sound well, first thing that comes to mind is Halloween and Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. The music in those is immaculate. Yeah, and it, it's just, I think it's one of those things that's hard to recognize as it is. someone just watching a film to be like, oh, this is this is cool and this is why. Yeah. And that's hard to break down. Like, even me having looked into it, it's hard for me to, you know, describe without having stuff set out in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Did you want to say something about the visuals? Nothing other than just this movie's really pretty. There's a lot of really, really interesting, cool shots at weird angles, or the the use of fog in this movie because the creature moves around in a cloud is so yeah, cool. Yeah, I was gonna say dust. They do a good job with dust. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Just, just like fog, dust, general yeah. areas. Uh, very, very good. I guess if we're mentioning effects, I want to mention. Uh, well, if we're mentioning visuals, I want to mention effects because mm-hmm. like minimal CGI in this film. Most yeah. everything's practical, it looks like. Yeah. The only things that are CGI is Gordy, who's an ape featured in this, which yeah. we'll get to, and the creature. That creature has to be CGI. Gordy doesn't look great, but the creature looks very good. The creature, I think Gordy was, Gordy passes. He passes. He just, like, I could look at him and tell he was a CGI ape. I mean, same. Because I think that has to do with hair, and hair's hard. Yeah. But the creature looks really, really good. The creature is fucking scary looking. Um, that might just be because it's, you know, more imaginary, so it's easier for us to be okay with but yeah and i think they really great. played up with the idea of creating a making a creature that is alien like while also feeling like it just uh, seemed foreign grounded yeah like that i feel like not to not to sound crazy but that could have been that could be real like i i could see that you know what i mean it felt connected enough to something that could be real that yeah, i it seemed like it was put enough into like anchored in real life biology enough yes. to seem realistic now obviously no i could suspend my bis- disbelief but you could suspend your disbelief and yeah. be like this is a creature i could see existing in this world yes like with the ufo shape and everyone being like mm-hmm. oh it's a ufo yep to just like when it puffs out like that that seems like something an animal would do or i don't know if you could tell when it had the ufo shape but it had an eye spot oh i didn't like, notice that there was a little dip into its shape because that's where its eye was oh yeah 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 uh, i don't know what you're talking about i don't now. know I, I like creature design i always like a good movie with creature design yeah I, creature features are one of my favorite horror genres i want to watch some and some good ones it's just nice seeing one that's well designed yeah. and when they establish stuff they keep with it like, yeah the creature knocks out electrical signals mm-hmm I assume because it's putting out like an electrical field, which might have to do with the fact that like that's how it flies. Yeah, it might. Yeah, that makes sense. Or communicates, but I'd guess that's how it flies. Probably just uses magnets. Yeah. Plus, that would explain like if it's creating static electricity, how it's making like clouds around it. They're just mm-hmm. attracting. They're just sticking. Yeah. 
But I think that's kind of like general thoughts, mm-hmm. and we'll get to the breakdown. But instead of doing the normal one where we kind of describe what happens. Yeah, sure. Because uh, it's kind of hard movie to describe what happens. Yeah. It's, just of how it's broken down into parts. That, like, and also it's long. And it's long. It's, it's over two hours. Yeah, I think it's like two hour 12 or something. And most of the film is the characters discovering more about the monster. Yeah. Because it's eventually revealed... If you look at the creature, it gets kind of pissed off. Yeah. And it attacks you. So most of the film, they keep it covered from R as the audience's eyes mm-hmm. because the characters can't see it. Yeah, which is definitely cool. And I think that's a good way to do uh, reveals like that. It also makes it less obvious that it's an animal. Like, there's enough hints yeah. where you can figure it out. And once the reveal happens, you're like, oh, yeah. Because, like I was saying earlier, the second Bob had enough clues to just come out and say it out loud yeah. was right when the movie revealed it. So I think that's good timing. Yeah. But, like, a lot of the movies, just them figuring out stuff about the creature. But it's also a series of events where animals get taken. Yeah. Which is the sections are named after. And then there's a flashback to Gordy. I cannot. I, don't, I have. I I do have a complaint about this movie. What? The Gordy bit. Okay. I don't, I, not that it's bad, because it's not bad. I think it's fine. I just don't get the importance. Okay, this is, so instead of breaking down the film, I was going to explain kind of the underlying theme with animals. Sure. All right. So, the movie has this weird opening with yeah a chimp, and there's a shoe sitting upwards. Yeah. Just with one drop of blood on it, it's hovering like, it's weirdly sad. It's like completely vertical. Yeah. And throughout the movie, we realize that Jupe, which is, his, I think his nickname's Jupiter from that kid sheriff show. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I think his, his actual name's like Richard Park. It's Ricky. They call Ricky. him Ricky. Yeah. But this guy that lives down the way from the Haywood Ranch is where uh, OJ and Emerald, the main characters, are. Mm-hmm. He owns a, this Wild West theme park. And when he was a kid, he was a child actor. He was on this kid sheriff show. But after that, he was on this show. Do you I don't remember, remember what, what the called? name is. Something Gordy, I think. I, th- I don't remember if the show was just called Gordy or something. I don't know. But basically, it was like a sitcom with a chimpanzee. Yep. And he was the kid actor. And we eventually see during the Gordy flashback the events of the last filming where it was during an episode about Gordy's birthday. He got some balloons. They went into the rafters and they popped and it freaked the animal out. Yep. And it went on a rampage. It ate one of the girl's faces. It killed a bunch of people. Uh, very dangerous. Very dangerous. is, And that's um, a reference in the film. Like, that's why we can't use chimps anymore in movies. Yeah. Which I thought was a funny joke because they don't use an actual chimp in this movie. They for don't. For that reason. Anymore, yeah. Which I want to mention. The chimp eating someone's face. That's a reference to an actual thing that happened a couple years back. I don't know if you ever heard about that. Oh, I didn't actually. Uh, someone had a pen chip. And their friend was watching it. Yeah. And it, it lost it. It was like the nicest chimp ever, but it lost it one day and it like tore this woman's face off. That sucks. Because, you know, it's an animal. But there's kind of two reasons for this Gordy thing to be in there. Because it, it, it feels out of place until I think you think about it or you watch this movie again. Because like it does seem weird, it right? It feels out of place, but it doesn't feel like it shouldn't. It feels like it feels thematic or tonally relevant. Yes. But, but not, it's not thematically. Thematically relevant. Yeah, yeah, because it's honestly it's probably one of the scariest parts of the movie. Or maybe oh, it's it may the be the freakiest. most uncomfortable. Yeah. That's the part where I was the most tense in theaters. Yeah. That was uncomfortable. It's in uncomfortable, bro. With like all the sound and Yeah, just and just quiet. like it, and it's also like they don't it's what they don't show you that's the bad part. Because I'm I mean, spoiler, I guess, but whatever, we're talking about the movie. The it's shot from under a table. Yeah, it's shot from uh Jupe's perspective. Yeah. Like, he's hiding under this table, yeah. watching as this Gordy goes crazy. Gordy, like, is, like, beating the shit out of Mary Jo. Who's this other little girl on the show. Yeah, his friend on the show. You can and hear then, it rip her face off and eat it. But you don't see any of it. And that is such a small little thing of, like, you don't see it. 
an attention to detail thing. Yeah. And I mean, there's this idea in horror that Ugh. like things that you don't see are scarier than things you do because you can imagine the most scariest thing in your mind. Yeah. The most scariest, whatever scariest in your mind, <sighs> fill that in instead of seeing something. Yeah. But this idea of Gordy kind of exists for two reasons. So the first reason is this idea of respecting and understanding animals. So like in the show, they're mm-hmm. the Gordy show, right? Yeah. They are essentially taking advantage of this chimpanzee. Oh, for right? sure, a hundred percent. They don't respect it, and so what ends up happening is they're not thinking, and they freak it out, and it goes crazy. Yeah, and it starts attacking people. Did you get why Jupe survives? Because eventually the monkey sees him. Yeah, it walks up to him, it looks at him, and then it offers the fist bump because that's yeah. what it was trained to do on the show. Do you know why it doesn't attack him? I actually don't know because Jupe wasn't looking it in the eyes. Really? So we see when the the when Gordy comes close to the table that there's a tablecloth that's going down in front of the table. Yeah. And it's blocking Gordy's eye, direct eye contact. Huh. So it's kind of this idea of even if accidentally Jupe under the table's respecting it because it's a it's a dominant sign in animals when you look it in the eyes. Yeah. You're like threatening it. So he doesn't and it doesn't attack him because he respects it. And that's kind of a theme throughout the movie of like you have to know and un- like respect animals when you mm. interact with them. Like Interesting. With OJ at the beginning, there's also another idea of like looking things in the eyes. He has this horse on set. Oh yeah. And he's telling every everyone because everyone keeps trying to get close to the back of it. And he's like, "Don't get back there because what happens when you get behind a horse? Oh well, you'll get fucking kicked. It kicks you, but no oh. one cares. They don't care. They're like, I was told to be here. Fuck I've off. I'm doing my job. So, I've seen so many people get kicked. By oh, horses. you'll get killed. Oh yeah, I've seen. Yeah, it's we're, fucked. We're in Kentucky for anyone who hasn't realized yet yeah and horse state so horse state that's all we got we got horses and bourbon and the bourbon left that i that wild yeah for anyone who doesn't know for a long time bourbon had to be from here yeah it's like how champagne has to be from champagne and france Mm -hmm. Uh, but now they're like nope do whatever you want because they can uh, i think modify water quality yeah to give it the right stuff anyways during that scene like no one's respecting the horse and he keeps telling them and then they bring out a mirror and they flip it in front of the horse's eyes, and of course it freaks out, which is another eye imagery. Mm-hmm. That's scattered throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how he gets the whole don't look at it thing figured mm-hmm. out. But it kind of goes to show that like that's OJ's thing, where he understands animals, and how like he's able to interact with them well because he respects them. I mean, it makes sense. Like His dad being a horse trainer, him being a horse trainer, yeah. like that's just something you would learn. But it's just this understanding of he knows they're dangerous, Yeah. but he knows how to work with them. Because they're animals, and he knows mm-hmm. that if he can act a certain way and give them respect, that he can work with them. And so that's eventually translated into his interactions with Jean Jacket. Where <laughs> Name makes me laugh every time. It is, but it's named very specifically after a really wild horse. They mentioned that Jean Jacket was, like, wild. Mm. And that's why they named it after yeah. Jean Jacket. It's because, I don't know if you noticed, everyone else in the movie kind of considers it a big monster. Yeah. Because it is. It's scary. It's definitely scary. But OJ's the only one who goes... Nah, it's just an animal. You gotta respect it. Yeah. That's why he volunteers to go take care of it, is because he knows, as long as I behave properly... Should be fine. I can deal with it. And that's what we see in the end of the movie. He he attracts it because he puts reflectors on the back of his jacket. Yep. He, you know, starts freaking it out. Then he pulls a cord because he knows it's afraid of flags. Yeah, because the last time it swallowed some, it, like, puked them up. Yeah. And, it like, he handles it so well that the, the creature, Jean Jacket, takes him as a threat. Like, and it leaves. gets close to him and starts flashing... Yeah. And he stares at it because, like, yeah, that's what you do when something's 
threatening you like that. Like, yeah. you don't break eye contact with a wild animal that's doing that. Oh, yeah, because as soon as you break eye contact, it's it, going to attack you. Right, which I think is what happens at the end with the blimp, because it goes towards the blimp, or yeah. not the blimp, the balloon of jupe, yeah. and it's blinking, like it's winking, Yeah. and it's looking at it. I guess it thinks it looks away, and it attacks it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's part of why the Gordy thing's there. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense explained, and if you watch the movie, it doesn't feel that out of place. It, it doesn't. It just doesn't feel... It just doesn't click... I think it doesn't feel plot relevant. I guess it doesn't feel like it's advancing the story at all, but it is giving you underlying um, subtext, subtext yeah. for the rest of the so movie. So that's the big subtext with the animals, right? Yeah. There's another thing though that actually is plot relevant. It has to do with how Jupe developed as a person. So I don't know if you noticed, he has a big shrine to the Gordy TV show. Oh yeah, it's it's wild. Like he's collected a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah. He even has that shoe that was standing up vertically. Mm-hmm in a case yeah. which is very clearly the most important thing to him in there yeah it's like in a case by itself oh yeah but logistically would probably be the least valuable thing there oh probably he had all kinds of shit um, in the show it's just important to him and there's kind of what this is is he was basically in this traumatic accident as a kid right oh yeah totally traumatizing and not only was he fine but at the end this animal that went crazy came up to him and tried to give him a fist bump and i think from a very young age it kind of instilled into him that like he's important like he's the only he's special you know Mm. he's the only one it didn't attack it tried to give him a fist bump because he doesn't realize why it doesn't attack him yeah he just goes it didn't attack me this is an important moment this is special that's why the shoes there standing vertically yeah is it because it seems it seems out of place it seems out of place it seems like this is a a wild, special, important thing. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, this event is random. That shoe standing up, that's random. The fact that Gordy yeah, went crazy? Chance. It's chance. And so that's kind of like this important thing that happens in his life because when eventually he's running this amusement park and he loses this, uh, what was the name of the, the horse? Oh. Like uh, Trickster or something? Uh, um, Trigger. Trigger. Like he's wrangling this horse Trigger. It runs away and a UFO eats it. And because of this this incident that happened when with when he's a child he sees this event and he goes oh it's special this is important like they're coming to communicate with me and so he keeps feeding it yeah and everything goes well and he <laughs> takes that as oh this is an important event not this is yeah. just happening by chance that's very that's very interesting i think that i think <laughs> and when he starts taking advantage of the animal he gets a crowd there yeah. That's when things go wrong, just like with the Gordy TV show. Yeah, and I mean, Otis even says it, like, you can't wrangle a wild animal. Nah. Because that's what he was trying to that's do. That's what he was trying to do. Was wrangle a wild animal, and he got, I mean, he got bit. and But, like, he thought he could get away with it because he thought he was yeah. special. I mean, it sounds like he had a fucking complex. <laughs> and I'm almost I positive mean, he did. He did, because he had horrible PTSD from oh, yeah. childhood, from when he watched a bunch of people get killed by an ape, and yeah. almost himself. And you have to process that some way. And yeah. the way he processed it was, this was like a special event, or I'm yeah. special. Um, and it just comes through, and I think that's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't even considered that as like, that was as a thought. I think that's the thing with Jordan Peele's movies, is there's a lot to unpack sometimes. Yeah. And in this one especially, because it's not a horror-focused movie. No. not it, um, It's definitely unsettling. Oh, there are yeah. some parts of the movie where I was like, oh my fuck. There, there are not a lot of outtakes, I'm going to go and warn you. I don't think I screamed that at all. If at all. Uh, Once or twice. There's five minutes after you said this movie isn't scary. I think you got really freaked out. Yeah. That might be our only outtake. Yeah. But there are some... This movie is so good at making you uncomfortable. It's a good it's, atmosphere movie. And it's the atmosphere thing. It's like, I never once saw the creature and went, I'm afraid of this thing. No, when I watched the film for the first time, I went, oh my God, that thing's so cool. That's exactly my thought. Oh but my also God. kind of creepy. 
kind of creepy. Look at how it moves. <laughs> because the way it moves, A, super, super creepy. Especially early on in the movie. It when seems you... to slide over the landscape. Yeah, it's real weird. It moves very different than how anything in the air normally moves. Yes. It moves like it's in water where it shoots in all directions and it mm-hmm. kind of flows. Yeah. The way it moves, when we see all the people get sucked up at Jupe's place, the, seeing the inside of it and watching them slowly get eaten and oh, like yeah. moved throughout the creature. The creature design for inside is so cool. It's interesting. We see it early. We see it at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And so it, at, and we don't know. At the beginning of the movie, we see this tunnel. And then at the very end, we see something. And it's the projection of the jockey running. Yep. Did you notice that like the inside of the creature where its eye is? Because it, it can look inside to what it's eating mm-hmm. when it sucks stuff in. Yeah. But there's this tunnel where it looks through, and that tunnel is designed to look like the inside of a projector. Yeah. Because that's what that was at the beginning. It was a projector. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. But yeah, the inside looks like an inflatable kind of house thing. Yeah, it looks like an inflatable bouncy house kind of. Which is horrifying because it was definitely crushing those people. Oh, crushing them to death. Yeah. And also... Another sound thing, while we're, while we're on the topic of the creature and the people inside of it. While sound is important, silence is also important. Oh, yeah. There are some parts where it'll suck someone up, and they'll scream for about 10 seconds, then it just, like, stops. Mm-hmm. And you hear the snap of their neck or whatever, and it's just like, oh. Or the best one is uh, it's so when it's so... hovering over the house with the rain. Yeah, that one's fucking... And you hear fucking... the rain cut out because it's over top of it. Yeah. And it starts dropping stuff. But that's that. Yeah. How do we get on that? Talking about Gordy. Oh, yeah. But I think the last thing kind of to talk about, um, just in regards to, like, deeper themes, right, Mm -hmm. is the whole thing with Antlers and his death. Yeah, I, listen, I like Antlers as a character. Oh, he's so fun. I love his voice. His voice. He starts singing Flying Purple People Eater. Yeah, I think he's cool. I think it makes sense what he did, but I also think it's fucking stupid. Well, he's an artist. Sure, Benjamin. (laughs) So what that comes back to is kind of obsession. So, you know, when Emerald's selling to him to come down, she's like, we got a shot at the impossible. Yeah. And he's like, you don't want to go up that mountain. Yeah. And that's kind of the callback to the end. Like, he gets this opportunity at the perfect shot, and he's like, oh, we don't. There's no way we can get that. We don't deserve that. Yeah. But he goes for it anyways because he knows that, like, A, this is probably his best chance. For sure. And he, he'll he hate himself if he doesn't get it. But also I think there's this idea to him that, like, he knows it's something he'd die for. And so he goes and he dies for it because he knew he knew he was going to kill himself for the obsession. Sure. He might as well go get his shot at it. I think that's the setup. It's kind of that idea of, like, a lot of people have dreams that are kind of impossible. Yeah. But that will also just they'll die trying. That's just what that was. I understand that. I just it's one of the only things in the movie where I go, that is completely and utterly absurd. It's absurd, but it works because it's in character. Yeah, no, and I, and I, like I said, I understand why the character would do that. Because I saw it and I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? That's, that's so stupid. That's exactly. But it's also uh, yeah. like, I, I 100 get, I 100% get why you're doing it. I'm just mad because you fucked them. Like, yeah. they get all the shots they need. Yeah. And they fucks it. Hey, they get the good one, though. Uh, do you have anything else you want to mention? I have one last thing. I don't, then, think, I don't think so. All right. So here's a weird thing that I never got. Okay. Uh, people think OJ dies in this movie. He clearly does not. So he's staring down the creature, right? Yeah. And then it cuts to Emerald and she yells at it and then it follows her, right? Yeah. And then at the end we see him appear kind of in the distance in dust. Yeah, sitting, sitting on, on the, the horse. horse. A lot of people took that ending to mean that like he got eaten and she's seeing like his ghost. Because throughout the film we kind of see OJ going into flashbacks. I think that's why people think that. I guess. Um, I never got that until I was looking at discourse on this movie and someone brought that up. I mean, because I, I, I just didn't pick up on it. 
I, I, but the thing is, he's, we see that, we see him in a similar state throughout the movie. Yeah. And like, so, there are tons of shots of this movie where people are just standing obscured by dust in the distance. Well, what I was going to say is, I bring it up because I, I read someone gave the argument that him dying thematically doesn't make sense. Also, that because he's the only person to respect the animal, and the movie establishes this whole idea that if you respect the animal, you you get to live. You yeah. get to live. So I just thought I should bring that up because I thought it was an interesting thing. I, I mean, I I thought it was an interesting way to read the movie. I didn't read it that way. I did neither, but I I understand. But I also prefer the movie where he lives, so I'm I'm given my argument. Yeah, I mean, I understand how you could interpret it that way, but I don't think that was the intention of the movie at all. No, I I don't think so. That's why again, I think it makes thematic sense that yeah you have a favorite character angel was very funny angel was very funny you know he wasn't written like that from really? what i could find he just the actor came onto set and he was there and they they changed his character up to be more like how he ended up being really i liked him i thought it was funny he was my favorite i think emerald's probably my favorite i like oj oj's my favorite see i think emerald's so funny she has so many really good one-liners. Oh, she's very funny. And I, just, I just enjoy her presence a lot. I just empathize with OJ more. That's fair. I totally get that. Dude. <laughs> Emerald's very funny, though. Emerald's very funny. I want to talk about the beginning of this movie. That fucking, that white lady, at the actor white lady at the beginning. Yeah. When, when. She goes, your name's OJ? I was just like, like yeah, can, we get, can we go through this movie without having a racism, please? Well, I don't know if it was necessarily our racism so much as it's it's an unfortunate name now it is unfortunate but i'm just like a black man named oj and that's the first thing you ask come on well to be honest i'd ask that of anyone whose name's oj it's a very unfortunate name i mean rather unfortunate now it nowadays because the most famous oj ever is a murderer allegedly you cannot he may have on camera made jokes about it and stuff but he was never convicted for murder i don't care he was convicted for other things Jesus. I know, Bob, but I like the allegedly joke. I mean, it's... We're rolling with it. It's funny, for sure. Um, Yeah. You want to get down into, uh, I guess, ratings? Let me... Yeah, sure. We can we can rate it. All right. Bob? I Do I always go first? Yeah. Can you go first this time? I have to think. I'm no, sorry. I, I want you to... I don't know how I feel yet. Okay. Well, let's go with uh, who we recommend it for. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my recommendation... First of all, if you're going to watch this movie, you're going to want to watch it somewhere dark on a nice TV because it looks good. It does look very it's good. A lot of, it's a lot of sky shots, so you really want to be able to see the detail. Oh, yeah. Uh, so preferably a big TV uh, because sometimes you things see things very far in the background that are tiny mm-hmm. with high detail. Uh, but the big thing is you want to be dark. You want it to be loud with good sound. Yeah. And, well, you could watch this film with other people. You want it to be silent in the room while you're watching it for atmosphere. But I'd recommend it for anyone who's into creature features. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. If you like Jordan Peele, obviously. But like the big thing is if you're into kind of something more sci-fi and like theme-driven. Yeah. Not like heavy sci-fi, but just like... It's definitely sci-fi, though. But it's definitely sci-fi. And I I think that that's interesting because we haven't really watched any sci-fi horror movies. Well, we watched Halloween 3. It's not like absurd sci-fi. It's like no subtle. It's subtle, but I we haven't watched a a good sci-fi horror movie on this no. show yet. But you know, I I think my big recommendation if you want a, like a, a grounded creature feature. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what I go for, with deeper themes. Yeah. You know, uh, you have a recommendation there. Uh, are you a horse girl? Because uh, this movie has lots of horses. Uh, m- my recommendation is uh, I hate you. not that. <laughs> Not that it is a Western, but it's very Western-themed. Yeah, I mean, it's set in, like, a small valley in California. Yeah, where and they own a ranch and stuff. So if you're into horses and you want sort of... And you want to see a bunch of horses, a good horse movie, I guess. But also, my thing is, 
I thought it was very interesting seeing this from the perspective of... You don't normally see things set in the desert, and this is very much a desert. It's a desert. But what I was going to say is... Was, my brain hurts. I can't think of what I'm trying to say. You don't normally see things from the perspective of ranchers out on the ranch in, in a modern setting. When you think of ranchers, you think of Old West Cowboys. This is a modern ranch movie, which I think is fairly interesting. Personally, as someone who grew up in this state, but didn't really wasn't really around horses, but you know Churchill Downs is fucking massive, man. Yeah, I guess it just feels like it has the I, thematically. It kind of feels like something said in the Dust Bowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when the creatures flying around. The creatures flying around, but like it's super dry, mm-hmm. and most of the stuff we see is just at the ranch. But also, it's a failing ranch, so yeah. it feels you know. Any other recommendations there, though? I would not recommend it if you want something action packed. It's a it's a slower movie. It's a slow movie, but not. Uh, it crescendos, but you know. I was gonna say while this is a slow movie, I looked up at like an hour, and I was like, no, I feel like this is about act. Like, no, you don't feel like you're slogging through it. It feels like it's the length it should be. Yeah. It's just it's long, and if you're someone who can't focus on something that isn't just like mm-hmm. action all the time yeah this is not your style that's fair but the big one for me also is sci-fi if you want a sci-fi like horror movie yeah but not high science fiction not high science fiction grounded kind grounded of realistic. modern sci-fi it's pretty good i liked i like that aspect at least have you uh have you figured out your rating yet yes all right go ahead four okay why while I like a lot of the movie, most of it, in fact, I have a couple things that are keeping me from putting it at a five. Mm-hmm. I think, how, how do I put this? I think the the whole, like, oh God, this is really hard for me to put into words. The whole sub, I don't want to call it plot. Flashback? The whole flashback stuff. The Gordy, specifically. The Gordy flashback stuff, it, it adds to the movie, but if you're, like, a casual viewer, it's it takes, it's, what's the right I think it's too artistic. <laughs> <laughs> for like the average person if that makes sense you know what i mean like it t- it takes too much if i want to sit down and just watch a movie i'm not just going to sit down and watch this because this is this is not a brain off no think enjoy movie movie okay you know what i mean it this requires too much forethought to go into and really and really really enjoy if i wanted like any other dumb fun horror movie would be you know more more for me this was this was a lot for my tiny brain right. and my tiny melon. So, any other reasoning there? Like, why? How to get up to a four? Like, any just I'm, good? I mean, yeah, I, it's just good. Like, I liked the creature, the creature design, the pivot from UFO to creature was cool. I liked the actors. The cinematography is great. The music and sound is really good. I think I think the characters and the story are interesting while not feeling overly produced if that makes sense yeah i don't know how i don't know how else to word that it That's seems weird. natural yeah it doesn't feel like scripted scripted or overdone in any way it feels very much <sighs> contained within itself without going overboard all right so four out of five for you yeah ready for mine yeah five out of five yeah i knew you were gonna say that because all right so i think i've said on the show before a four out of five for me yeah is if the movie sets out and it basically is the best film it could be and i I think this film does a good job with that it as far as like a ufo movie where it's actually a creature feature oh it's very good it's so good it's oh yeah like you're saying it's well written the characters feel natural they're still very funny but not in an outlandish way oh emerald is so funny some of her lines are just like yeah and they're very <laughs> casual, so it feels natural. Yeah. Like, she's talking about, she was, like, talking to my therapist, and OJ's like, you see a therapist? And she's like, yeah, I fuck one. It's just... Stuff like that. It's all It's funny. outlandish, but it, it seems natural for the character. And that's great. The setting's really cool. It looks pretty. Uh, they do a lot of small things that make it feel like an actual place. 
Yeah. Like the cactus ices, mm-hmm. which I really want a cactus icy now. <laughs> the fries instead of a Best Buy. Yeah. Which both, I assume because it's a more regional store in California, but also because the front entrance of fries is a UFO crash yeah, into I it. Yeah, I did not catch that the first time. Creature design's great. It seems to be put into science a little bit and yeah. thought out. It seems very reminiscent of ocean stuff. So, you know, all around, I think it was as good as that concept could be. However, I think they went above and beyond that concept with kind of the deeper themes things. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because that's what makes a five out of five for me is when it kind of goes when it kind of goes above and beyond what it probably could have been with that concept. Because it, it adds a lot more into there about, like, the idea of random acts feeling special. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of stuff, and I haven't mentioned all of it. I'll mention another one because I can do that right now. <clears throat> the whole thing with the praying mantis on the camera. Yeah. It's so out of nowhere, and it feels... So much like, you use the term act of God, because right after Emerald goes, I haven't seen a praying mantis, like, ever. Yeah, and then it jumps off the camera. And it jumps off the camera right after it leaves. There's a ton of stuff like that as the undertones. There's the whole Gordy subplot about, like, respecting animals and stuff. Yeah. And, like, how you have to treat them. How, how There's the read with OJ dying, where, like, you have to understand the themes if you yeah. want to read that. See, that's my thing. Like, that's cool, and I and I, and I I understand that people like that about movies. But here's, here's how I'll put it. The reason, sometimes if you go too heavy on themes... And under stuff, themes and not under stuff, but like kind of the undercurrent of the story, mm-hmm. it can detract. In this case, if you shut your brain off and you go small Bob, like small brain, like Bob, I'm sorry, my Freudian slip, mm-hmm. you can still have just as fun. Oh, yeah, it's still fun movie. Like you don't need to know the themes to read the idea no. that OJ's alive. You don't have to necessarily understand the Gordy thing. No, not at all. You get to watch an ape beat the shit out of people. Yeah, it's And it's that's, I don't unsettling. feel like that detracts from the movie. No. The reason I'm giving it a five is because all this stuff that Bob said kind of made you think and you didn't necessarily like for that reason. Yeah. I go, well, I could enjoy that if I don't want to think, but then it's something for me to enjoy if I watch a second time and now I go, okay, now I'm trying to piece this together. Fair. It gives me more than what should have been there. So, you know, five out of five. Yeah, and I understand that. This was just, I thought that the movie in in my in my brain didn't really lend itself to, oh God, lend itself to allowing me to understand those deeper themes more easily without having to actually like sit down and like think about it in my brain while I, I'm watching the movie. I guess, but my point is like, I don't feel like that took away from your viewing experience. It did because I had to stop and think. And I was like, wait, hold on. But yeah, but was that because I was pointing stuff out? Maybe. During the movie? But I don't know. I just, it. Because like, I know the first viewing, I wasn't thinking about any of this stuff. I mean, so I wasn't be just I really either. Stuff out. I don't know, maybe. But but yeah, I mean, I think it's a movie where you can watch the first time, have a bunch of fun with it, not think, just watch. And then the yeah. second time, you can go through and really listen for stuff. Yeah. I think that's cool. It um, is cool. And I think if I'd, if the, if these themes had been delivered in a different package, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Well, that's the thing. I don't think they're themes where you're supposed to figure them out the first time. That's fair. You know? Mm-hmm. I think it's a rewatch. But, you know, that's why I give it a five out of five. Yeah. You know? <sighs> but. I think that's all we got today. We'll go yeah, to the outtakes. We'll see what those have in store, and then we'll uh, come back here for the closer. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you in a bit. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you enjoyed our review of Nope. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a really, really, cool, really, really cool spin on the classic UFO. Without further ado, let's get into this week's outtakes. This first outtake comes to us from the beginning of the movie when we first are introduced to Gordy and what happened whenever he mauled all those people to death. Oh my god, what the fuck? It's an ape. 
Yeah, but why is it covered in blood? Beepy boy. No, come on. Please tell me this this monkey did not. It's not a monkey. It's Sorry, a chimp. It's a chimp. It's part of the ape family. Oh, look, it sees us. Does it? Bob was looking at the camera. This next clip is our reaction to what causes the death of Otis Sr. A bunch of random objects start falling from the sky, and one, I think it's a coin of some kind, ends up hitting him in the eye and hospitalizing him, eventually leading to his death. What the fuck? Can I turn the subtitles off? Off or on? Off. Why? Because it's important. I guess. I like to have them on, but... Is it going to give something away? Yeah. Sure, yeah, you can turn them off. I hate having subtitles on. Like, I don't hate it, but I think it ruins movies most of the time. Oh, shit. Oh, my God, is he dead? Already? I didn't expect that to happen so fast. He's leaking. Oh, my God. Did you not see the stream of blood pouring out of his face? No, I mean, I saw it, but it's just... It's a lot, man. It's a lot worse than I thought. Yeah. Oh, it hit him in the eye. Oh, my God. What? It was a nickel? This next outtake is just a clip of me during the movie saying that it was not very scary and Ben asking me to include it because I was about to get the shit scared out of me. This movie is uh not very scary, Ben. <laughs> not very scared, Ben. Do you have something to write down the time at 45 minutes? Why? For when Bob goes, this movie isn't very scary. Really? Yeah. Fuck you. This next clip is our reaction to a couple of kids dressing up as little gray alien men and scaring the shit out of Otis. I don't like this camera. What the fuck? It's like, oh my god. I can't tell what that is. Ow, my back. Ben, what is that? Oh, there's more than one. Ben, what are those? <laughs> yeah, me too. No, bro, seriously. No, are they, are they, oh, you, hmm. Are these actually just like little gray men? Cause I Ben, I don't know if you I I uh uh, uh uh oh my god. Oh fuck you. Fuck you. I like this flip phone. Yeah, well he didn't he's always he's uh, he's had a flip phone the whole time. I don't, I don't know what year this is set, he hasn't told us. It's set now. Yeah, well I I would assume so because Kiki oh, Palmer's character is vaping. There's a thing. Yeah, I can see it, Ben. Ow! <gasps> Oh, are you kidding me? I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> this next clip is the second time that we see Gordy, and it's also the last time we see Gordy. Oh, oh, come on. It was bad enough when he was just beating her to death. Now he's like eating her? Oh my god. <sighs> Hold open. Hey. Come on, monkey man. Please get away from this young child. This makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Please, please quit, bro. This is... Oh! Holy shit! This next clip is our reaction to seeing Jupe lure the creature in and then have everyone in the stadium area that he's presenting in get eaten by the creature. Oh, I didn't know she survived that. Well, now you do. I thought she died. No, this man's going to have something that should not be in that cage in that cage. This uh, man's about to do something stupid, isn't he? That's not true. I like his, look at the back of his jacket. 
It's very. I, have, I like his outfit. I you think it's very it cool. Yeah, I think I know what it is. There's a UFO. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. That's what I thought. Oh, so he knows about it too. I assume. I didn't know he had kids. I assumed he just had a wife. Remember. Remember what? You'll see. Okay. <clears throat> oh man, he's really deep down the rabbit hole. Like he's named him and everything. It's still up here. This is this. This is the part of the movie I've seen, by the way. Just because this is in the trailer. Yeah, this part's in the trailer. Yeah, this just, is the just part this of... clip. Yeah, like where he's staring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more it shows this, the more I'm convinced it's not a UFO, but it's a creature of some kind or something. I don't know. Not the slushies. They're gonna melt. What? Oh. Oh. God, she looks freaky. It got eaten. Yeah. Face. Okay, you're not gonna show us anything else. You're just gonna. Oh my god. Oh my god! Huh? What in the fuck? This next clip is our reaction to the creature in an attempt to kill Emerald and Angel sets up above the house on the ranch, blocking out the rain, and then begins to vomit up blood, guts, and viscera from its past meals, as well as random objects such as wagons or anything else that sucked up along its path. That's so much water. That's... It's raining outside. Yeah, but that's a lot of water. Well, no, did you not see? That's not the water you're seeing. That's the lack of water. Oh. I couldn't pick that up. It's I, the yeah. water dripping off the sides of it. I don't think the mouth could fit all, the whole house. It's the size of two school buses in diameter. That's so unsettling. Oh, look, the screaming stopped. Oh, it's dropping stuff. I guess it's the stuff that it couldn't process or eat. Just like a whale. Yeah. Oh. Come on. Ugh. That's fucking sick. Like, genuinely. Oh, that's so scary. This next clip is my reaction to Otis in an attempt to avoid the creature, sleeps in his car for the night, and the creature, in an attempt to make him run, drops the horse that they had used as a decoy earlier in the movie directly onto his windshield, scaring the shit out of me. I mean, I would do the exact same thing. Fuck this bitch. You want me? You can eat my car too. Uh, oh my god. Well, that fucking scared me. It's that stupid ass horse decoy from earlier. This next clip is our reaction to seeing Antlers commit suicide trying to get the impossible shot. Huh? What's up with this guy? Why is he being a little freak now? Oh, is he trying to get a... He's going for the perfect shot. Yeah. See, the thing is, they'll probably never fucking recover that camera. Well, we don't deserve the impossible, Bob. This next clip is our reaction to how Emerald ends up actually defeating Jean Jacket. Oh, it reverted back to normal form and is now ingesting this giant inflatable man. Oh, oh, that's wild. Holy shit. It exploded. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hope you liked the outtakes. Hopefully How, they were good. However many there were. I mean, I definitely got the one in of the aliens. Because that and fucking thing scared before me. that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I thought was good timing. It was very funny. I'll tell you that much. But we don't really have much to announce today. The really only big thing is we're doing an episode Friday like normal. 
Yeah, normal so, Friday episode. Go get that. Bob should have already announced what movie that is. So if you're curious, go click on the thing on our Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. yeah, it should be up. I put it up the week before. So yep. it'll be there. Speaking of our Twitter, follow us on Twitter, at Beware the Board. If you want to keep up with the show, that's where I put everything. I tweet out a link to every episode. I uh, I post polls there. I post basically any and all updates and or things about the show are on our Twitter. So if you want to keep up to date, that's where you should follow. Otherwise, you know, YouTube, we don't do a lot of posting on there, but we have all our all our content right now. So. Yeah, and I've, I've even separated them into playlists. So if you just want to watch the first season, it's in its own playlist. If you want to watch yeah. all of them, they're all in one playlist. It's so all organized. Every episode's on there. He has it organized. There's a playlist for a season. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, last thing, eventually, Spotify. Yeah, we'll be up on uh, all streaming platforms at some point. I thought there was a chance that the Bay might be on Spotify when it came out. Oh. Uh, mm. We never got our art. Nope. We were promised our art this weekend. We were. That's true. But it never came. It'll be here eventually. All right. Well, uh, it's been grand. <laughs> it's been, it's been, my back hurts. <laughs> That's how it's been for me. I've been in an inordinate amount of pain all episode. I can't believe it. We'll see you Friday. We'll see you next Friday. And remember, always beware the board.